0: Spencer Spillman.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. And I am back after a week of uh, being bedridden, a little sick all week. So I know you guys missed me. Um, you know, I'm back. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, coach. Um, we're missing Chad this week, so we're, we're down a co-host, but we're back a host, which is in my opinion, a better trade-off. Um, <laughs> Coach, you handled yourself all right. Um, you know, you're you probably a little bit more harsh on yourself than than most of us would be. But uh, it was a good episode last week without me.
0: It's, uh, it was good to be back home in the cave. Uh, yeah, it was comfortable.
2: Uh, uh, I'm, I'm back here. You know, it's it's where I belong now. Stuck in Coach's cave. Um, and Ballard is always. You're you're doing your thing. Hi there. Clicking buttons, pressing away. It's a pleasure to host this podcast. Yeah, man. We appreciate you hosting us here. It's your lovely, uh, lovely Casa de Ballad here in Austin, Texas, uh, where we are always recording on every Tuesday night. Today is August the 1st. <sighs> Guys, it feels right. Um, we're we're right there. We're getting close to what we all love. Um, but as always, the show is sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery.
0: A beer for any occasion.
2: Beer for all occasions. Beer for every occasion. Um, thank you guys. We are drinking the Plowshare this week. It's a nice little uh, pleasant surprise. So thanks to the guys down there at the brewery over there off uh Highway 360 and B Caves. Um as always you can listen to the show on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, at least for now. Um we'll get into that in our uh in our show business. Um this is the pro show, and uh like I said, we'll get into our, our show business here in a second. Um we do have some gold cup to talk about, US getting a big win. I'm um, bringing home some hardware for first time in a while. Um, then we'll get some first impressions on NFL football because this past weekend was the last week without football for what, till the first weekend of February? Yeah, don't make me think
1: that far in advance. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's, uh, we got a long time, boys. Long time, and we got football coming up this week, <clears throat> and it is America's team on Thursday night. We'll get into that in first impressions as well. Um, I mentioned Strangeland Brewery. They do have a party coming up. It is the Oktoberfest party happening in September. Yep. On the 23rd. Got a new beer they're un- unveiling, the Oktoberfest. Um, should be a good time. And uh, I'm always a big fan of Oktoberfest beers. i was mm-hmm. talking to the guys
1: about it at the brewery. They said it is awesome. It better be. It better be. They, they haven't That's let me down yet. right now as we
0: speak. Hey, they, haven't, they haven't made a bad batch yet. That's right. <laughs>
2: And then our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground. Um, got Wes Nixon out there this Saturday. Wes is always a good time, so go check that out out at the campground. I was out there yesterday trying to get some work done on my uh, car that is without AC, so it's a struggle. Car is not fixed. Moral of the story, um, short story. Uh, but uh, you know, it's always good to be back out at the campground and uh, just sitting around. Having a few beers waiting on someone to show up and fix my car. But uh, just sitting over the river watching, a, uh, drinking a beer is nice. There are worse places. There are worse, worse places to be stuck, for sure. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. You can follow our sponsor, Strangeland, at StrangelandBrew. Mountain Breeze is not on Twitter, but you can check out their website. Find out who's playing every single weekend for the rest of the summer. That's at www.mountainbreezecamp.com. So go check it out. See who's coming up to play. Um, we got only got a month and a month and a half left, really, of summer, guys, and we're running out of time. So we're running out of time on the show already. So let's go ahead and get into our show business. Um, as I mentioned, today is August first. It is our first show of August, and football is right around the corner. We're three days, two days away.
1: Yes, we are. We got the. First preseason game, Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. Yep, Against
0: playing the, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Yep,
1: yep. Not not important. It's preseason. Who cares what we're playing? Just yeah. happy to see the blue stars on the field. Feels good.
2: Oh, it does feel good.
1: It's um, just good to hear
2: pads again. That's for real, <laughs> oh,
1: man. Kapow! And uh, that's a pad sound. You hear that
2: crack? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that good sound effect. That was off of our new soundboard. Uh, that's that's called the ballad board. Kapow! <laughs> um, you need to do that just like uh kapow. champ from Anchorman. Just kapow! Whammy. Whammy. Um, <laughs> as always, uh, we've been telling you about it for weeks. Uh, pro Show comes to you on Wednesdays. We've swapped up the order uh, for good reason. Obviously, we have professional football coming this week on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, this will be the first time we talk pro football the day before a game. So it's uh, it's exciting stuff. Looks like we did some good planning for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been planning this for months, actually.
1: Yeah, for those who said I didn't do anything, I didn't <laughs> work on anything this summer for the show. Got that thing straightened out. Well, let's, fair, let's not give you a it whole wasn't lot of your idea. It was
2: Chad's idea. <laughs> well and where is Chad? Yeah. You know? You know, I'm back, but Chad is not here. Um he's also still not in the intro, which he's probably a little salty about still.
1: Yeah. Uh, last week if you listened to the show, I made a commitment that I'll have the show the the new intro up and running by the time football starts. Chad pressed... So before Thursday. Oh no no, we before real football starts. <laughs> it's not fake news, fake football. Before college football starts in a few weeks? No, no, no. Pro football. Okay, it'll be ready for the pro show by the time pro football starts for real. <laughs> that's the commitment I've made. I love it. I could have it done before then, but again, I love it. That's not my commitment. Well,
0: you're gonna have to quit getting your hopes up, Spencer. Yeah. I know.
2: And, and hey, if this will if this will push you along a little bit, um, I got a tax return check coming in nice. tomorrow. Uh it's, it's a pretty hefty check. Hmm. So you know I may start working on trying to find the the, the hook equipment for the uh, for the new new uh, doorstop we got over here. Not gonna lie, I had to pay taxes this year for the first time, Ooh, so not that excited for you. Not, sucker, not happy. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. How um, late did you
0: do your taxes? I hate to be an accountant. In the my market. dad's tax guy. He <laughs> takes a
2: while. He does. He takes a while. I don't know how or why, um, but it always comes in a little late. And I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. You know, you know, it's a nice surprise. Free money. Free money. It's a nice surprise when it does come in, and I'm like, oh sweet, hey, there's a there's an extra. You know, I'll take it. Thousand bucks, money yeah. talks.
0: So, nothing like a little ROI from the government. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so, we still got some rumors out there about SoundCloud. Uh, I kind of hinted at it in the intro. I don't know. What's going on, Ballad? Have you heard anything new?
1: Still up and running. Yeah. Haven't got any emails from SoundCloud. <laughs> I'll tell you this if they are about to fold, they are not letting their customers know about no. it. We pay for our SoundCloud subscription so we they're can have unlimited data. I, I have not got a single email from We've SoundCloud. We've made it over
2: 17 days, though, which was their, their timeline, wasn't it? Like 17 days at the, at the time of first notice well,
0: they had they had laid off like 40 percent of their employee base so yeah. that they could get funds through august so oh, okay i heard promise through august i yes. heard there was seven they had enough money to last like 17
2: days or something but maybe i misread that um but yeah we're still up and running we got a fantasy football episode we've been telling you about we got an announcement date on that right Bella? we do why don't
1: you watch selling the date spencer what um, are we going to put that at? Uh, I'm sorry, I'll tell you the date. It, yeah, I can't remember. You just told me like 10 minutes ago. It is going to be August 29th. Okay. So what is that? Four or five Tuesdays from now? Last Tuesday of the month. So yep. yeah. Um. So, we're...
0: so those episodes will come out the 30th and the 1st.
1: Yes, right in time for your draft. Just in time. Most people, at least the
0: smart people, draft Jack a week late. That Labor Day weekend, so hopefully you'll get some nice little insight. We'll have some tidbits, uh, some things to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, maybe some surprises? Maybe. Maybe. Depends yeah, on what should. happens
1: in preseason. You never know. It should be a fun episode. Uh, we are inviting uh, listeners to participate in a mock draft while we do the show. We'll do a mock draft live, and we're also going to invite listeners to call in with crazy... Fantasy football stories, tidbits, anything you want to do. So we have some invitations we want to send to some of our loyal experts who have called in over the past almost year that we've been doing Man, this show. We're through the show. Almost to a year, crazy, huh? Wow. Um, so those invitations will go out. And if there's open spots, we will allow listeners to kind of let us know if they want to be part of it. But it should be a really fun episode. And we got okay. some other fun episodes coming up for football season. Uh, that I think we'll talk about in the amateur hour. Huh?
2: Yeah, so we're gonna do what two hours of of just fantasy talk, huh? S- two straight hours. Yeah. I so like it. it's gonna be fun. Um, but first, before we get into um,
0: talking a little bit of soccer, Coach, I think you got to explain yourself a little bit. Uh, I do. You know, the power got to my head a little bit last <laughs> week. Uh, I got a little too comfortable in the coach's cave. Well,
1: let me let me set this
0: up, okay? <laughs> because you're the one who's got to explain <laughs> yourself.
1: So. We mm-hmm. voted on some rules a couple of weeks Y'all ago. Y'all voted on rules. I, I was gonna right. make
0: myself look good.
1: Yeah, so you were you were here for the vote. If I'm right, like, and I'm pretty sure we established some host duties, mm-hmm. just some general some things the host has to do and it's not even that much. No. What was the first thing? You got to sit in the coach's sit cave. In the coach's cave, which, which apparently you did. Which you did. You did a great job okay. with that, Spencer. One one. You look good over there right now. I feel good. And then I think the only other rule was that you got to clean up the beer cans at the end of the night. That is true. There's four of us here usually. We're thirsty guys. You do the math on how many beer cans we could have laid around here. And you know, Coach, you know, you fulfilled half your coach du- or uh, host duties, but you know, it came in at the end of the night. There were there were beer cans <laughs> everywhere. And I gotta ask you,
0: why don't you go ahead and explain yourself? Uh, you know. Our rules are, are growing. You know, we've got quite a few uh, on-air rules uh, and some studio rules. But it's becoming a lot like the secret menu at In-N-Out. <laughs> you just got to know about it, but you also got to remember. I got to say, I just dropped the ball on this one, fellas. I cleaned it up, though, when we got here. That's after right. getting called out, of course. Which uh, I
1: appreciate. I appreciate you being a good sport about the segment. But I think um, once Chad gets back... We should vote on some some small punishments for, uh, for for not fulfilling host duties.
0: Oh, I think we should table the vote, but I think we should come up with a punishment wheel for breaking rules. Ooh. I think that would be very interesting. Just a straight
1: up punishment wheel. Yeah, a wheel oh. of destiny. <laughs> I like I'll it. tell you all story off air about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: let's go ahead and get into some sports talk because that's
1: what we're here to do. Um, Real quick. Oh, okay. let's Let's tell some people why. So, you weren't here last week because of... Well, what was the reason again? Uh, so, yeah, I was,
2: I was pretty sick. Um, had to go home from work on Monday. Had to call in Tuesday through Friday, man. I, I couldn't eat food. Couldn't eat anything. My, my body wouldn't let it. Just um, thrown up a little bit. Just... I couldn't get out of bed. Um, doctor said I had a gastrointestinal virus. Um, basically, my intestines and stomach were just not happy and just trying to get rid of everything. So... Anything I tried to eat it was not sitting well. Gotta, stop, gotta stop holding those farts in, man. Uh,
1: I, was, I was farting enough. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that last week you were on our, our pup list. I was on the pup list. For those who follow football, that's the physically unable to perform. For those who listen to this podcast, it's the physically unable to podcast. So... It was sad to see you on that. Zach, or, oh, I'll drink for that, but oh, yeah, <laughs> oh. woo, it's early, man. Um, Secret
0: menu. You, you, you're, are you playing injured today, or what's going on? So, I'm, I'm fighting through the pain, uh, you know, doctor says I either got some IT band issues, um, but more worrisome, and maybe my meniscus, which could require surgery, Uh, We'll find out in a couple weeks, about two and a half weeks, and see how things go. Hmm. Um, See what happens when I get back in the gym, but as of right now, I'm okay. A little uneasy, but uh, got a little bit of a limp,
1: but you know. We'll keep you off the pup list then. The ladies like it. Uh, Chad, not on the pup list either. He is physically uh, able to podcast, but his apartment flooded, so... If anyone has any tips on how to work with that, if you have a paddle kayak, yeah, let, he's, he's in desperate need. Let Chad know. <laughs> Sorry, let's get into that Gold Cup uh, recap, shall we?
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's. Do you want to do Gold Cup first? Or you want to talk uh, Barcelona Real? Because I got a lot to say about the Gold Cup. Let's talk about let's, the Barca game. Yeah, first. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the International Championship Cup, uh, which is. Uh, a preseason Basically tournament pre-season soccer. done for pretty much European soccer here in America. It's a tour like they do the Asian tour, and then they have the American tours for those countries yeah, that just don't had, get to see. They
2: had the Manchester Derby in Houston. <clears throat> they had now El Clasico in Miami, which is cool. You know, these American fans don't obviously have the greatest access to travel overseas and watch some of these the best players in the world. Um, yeah. So it's cool for the, the fans to be able to see it um close up and in person and to see the two two of the arguably best teams in the world um right here in, in america in miami with a with a huge spanish-speaking culture and a very uh diverse culture there in miami to have you know two teams from spain it was a uh, it was quite an atmosphere um coach why don't you break it down and give us uh, some of the storylines you know First thing, Ronaldo wasn't playing because he was dealing with, uh, what, tax, tax evasion stuff? Yes, yeah, so
0: or? Ronaldo's going through quite a bit of an ordeal back in Madrid. Uh, wasn't available because he had to appear in court. Yeah, uh, He's got to explain, basically, some tax evasion charges. Well, explain uh, yourself. <laughs> for uh, about four years' worth of filings. Um, he could actually face up to 20 years in prison. I doubt that would happen, but um, it's really interesting. I think it was somewhere around 14.7 million euros um which is about 17 million dollars american um so that uh,
2: the interesting 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 thing there is uh messi dealt with the same thing a couple months to a year ago right he kind of dealt with some tax evasion stuff or something along the same lines where he was dealing with some legal issues
0: but and i believe that's still ongoing as well so i I mean it's just that's kind of weird uh these guys make so much money they can't just yeah, but report it. <laughs> the stars are still
2: out. The stars are still shining, and they shine bright. Um, you know, break it down a little bit. Let us know. Can't find this game. Come on now.
0: Turn to look forward. But basically, this game got off to a hot start. Um, Barcelona took the first goal of of the game. Uh, it was a nice little Lionel Messi making a move in the box. Uh, and then taking a sweet rip over the back corner. Um, and from there, the goals just started flowing. Yeah. Uh, three goals within the first 13 minutes of the game. Uh, it was quite impressive. I was actually at a bar just out and about, and the game was on. And I look up, and, oh, we got three goals in 13 minutes. I oh, mean, it, was it, it was absolutely impressive. All the goals were super nice goals as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think just adds to the feature of it being an El Clasico in America. Yeah. Um, four goals within the first half. Yeah, um, tied up at two. And then, uh, Barcelona broke the tie in the second half, took a 3-2 lead, and and that was kind of the game from there. Uh, but it's really exciting. I mean, it, there, to me, there wasn't a whole lot of story to the game. Um, it was just a really beautiful game to watch with a it's lot a of glori- scoring. It's a
2: glorified exhibition, which, was, which is what the fans wanted to see, and the, the guys <laughs> showed up, you know, um... We're still, we still don't know what's going to happen with Neymar. There's talks he may go to um, Paris Saint-Germain. Um, so, if it happens, it happens. But, you know, for the time being, he is still a Barcelona player. And um, he, he put one in the back of the net. And it was, man, it was a good game. It was exciting. They were very physical, which made it kind of more fun to watch because it wasn't like they were playing as an exhibition. They were out there trying to win. Um which is what you expect to see in El Clasico if you were watching it in Spain, you know? I mean, it was, it had everything you want to see. These guys were going at it. They weren't
1: letting each other have anything. It was awesome. So I heard, I was watching this game as well, and I heard the, the uh, announcers keep calling this game a friendly. So I'm, Basically. Not, I'm not a soccer guy. I interpreted that to mean that there would be no biting tolerated at all. You know, the the last soccer game we talked about, there was some biting. It wasn't called on the field. There were post-game suspensions. But for a non-soccer fan, what the hell is a friendly? I don't understand that at all.
0: Exhibition. Uh, That's more or less an an exhibition that counts on the scoreboard. I mean, it's it's unlike preseason football where you're not seeing a lot of top guys and you're just kind of going through the motions, seeing the rhythm and kind of building towards your playbook and, and kind of getting guys in gear. Friendlies are more or less <clears throat> exhibitions for the fans. It's a display of everything that they have. And, and typically they're brought to other countries that don't get to experience the league competition that these teams normally face. So with the Internationals Cup, you, you bring in a lot of top European talent, um, a lot of teams that make Champions League every year, which is a big deal in Europe. Um, and you bring it to a country that doesn't get to experience that firsthand very often. Um, and it allows those fans to kind of go and, and celebrate soccer there.
1: Like I said, it, I, will, I will say it is so soccer of it to call it a friendly. Like <laughs> you could have come up with any other name other than that, but it it just
0: fits so perfectly. I mean, with with a game like this where you have Barcelona Real, it's it's anything but friendly. Really, they're they're high competitors and they see each other so often that there there's no blood loss when you, you call it a friendly. There's no drop in competition. Absolutely,
1: I heard. Two different announcers say that at least four different times throughout the game. <laughs> that exact quote. Yeah. It was well, great.
2: We'll get into the game of the week that was not a friendly. Um, it was worth something. It was worth the Gold Cup. And I think it was 2004, the last time the U.S. has won the Gold Cup. Uh, they were playing Jamaica. Uh, Jamaica beat Mexico in a, in a pretty exciting finish in that game. Um, and it... I mean, this one delivered everything it wanted to as well. I mean, it was down to the wire. It was two teams. You know, you had a big injury early on in the game um, with Jamaica losing their best, probably their best player on the field, their their captain, Andre Blake.
0: And probably one of the best players of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: And uh, I think he ended up winning the gold glove Mm -hmm. for best goalie. Um, He's a goaltender, I believe, in... Philadelphia in the MLS. A lot of the yes. Jamaican players are MLS players, yes. so they're very familiar to most of these U.S. fans.
0: And a lot of teammates with a lot of these American exactly. players as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: as friendly as it was before and after the game, you know they were out there to win. Um, and he took a nasty kick to the hand trying to make a, a save, and he played great. For the 20 minutes he was out there. Because the U.S. was peppering him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he made a fantastic... Well, on the injury, it was really unfortunate because yeah. he made a fantastic save he did. Uh, up to his left. And the ball just bounced right in front of him as he scrambled to get to it. Uh, an American player took a shot on goal and just happened to get ball and hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looked like he broke it firsthand just yeah. the way... I mean, he got up, waited for the play to end, and they went down. And it was just awful to see something like that happen. Um, but Jamaica didn't let up after that, you know, and their, they... their backup came in and he was so solid, yeah. but he
2: looked stoned out of his mind. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh shit, I actually have to go play. Why did this guy have to get hurt? But he, dude, he stood his own ground and he held his own. I was impressed. You know, I, I feel like it was, uh, his name was Dwayne Miller and he's a, another MLS goalie. he played. <laughs> Good as
0: as any goalie could have played. I mean, like I said, the U.S. was peppering that goal all game long. Yeah, and then uh, right there towards the, the end of the first half, you know, you saw Jamaica holding pretty strong, but yeah. the U.S. was making great pushes. They were getting forward, they were getting numbers, they were getting opportunities. Yeah. Um. And then you got a free kick late from the just outside the box on the left hand side of the goal. Uh. You know, it was kind of a question of who was going to take it: Kellen Acosta at the time, or Josie Altador. They're both standing over it. And uh, Josie just steps up and takes an absolute Perfect. strike, uh, drills it in the back of the net. I mean, there was, I mean, it hit it the, the top crossbar. I mean, there was nothing that could be done. The goalie about got a it. hand on it too. Got you? a little finger to it, Um, but Josie just netted it. It's almost like the the Clint Dempsey goal yeah, in the semifinal. I mean, it was opposite, spectacular. I mean, he went
2: high, Dempsey went low, but it, it was the thing about it was so cool. Because that's where the U.S. has been dangerous, where in, in previous teams, you would not see them being dangerous on a free kick. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've figured something out on the, on the practice pitch, and they've, they've done something right, um, because they, they're starting to figure it out and scoring goals. Um, and and then, then right after half. Right and, after half. Right we're after- just hoping the U.S. doesn't falter. Jamaica still hasn't put a single shot
0: on goal. It took one shot, and they put one
2: in the net. They got the
0: corner, uh, and it was a brilliant cross. But the thing that happened is, you know, Jordan Morris, Morris, who was marking on the back back post, uh, just lost his man, and the ball landed perfectly at his feet, and just drilled it in the back of the net. Um, It it was really impressive from Jamaica. I was really impressed by that. Javon Watson was the most impressive player I watched the entire game.
2: Absolutely, he was dangerous on all sides of the field. One of the most athletic players out there.
0: Um, and then, of course, the U.S. brings on Clint Dempsey late, uh, making an appearance, in, uh, and he just brings energy to this team. And he had team. so it, it many good amazing. looks, and he had some deflections and
2: some some uh, posts and crossbar. I mean, it was he had so many different chances, I thought he was going to put one in the net and kind of have that um, heroic send-off again, mm-hmm. like he had in the semifinal game. Um, you know, a ball came in and it just happened to go to Jordan Morris's feet and the whole time I just said the kid's got some clutch in him you know he he's got a nose for the back of the net and he got it right in the middle of the 18 yard box and almost right by the penalty spot and he just put it up in the right corner and it was a perfect moment for the tournament he's had yeah, he ended absolutely. up tied for the lead in goals uh, he didn't win the there was another he didn't win the most points for the golden breaker, boot yeah. but god it was exciting and
0: it was, and I was really impressed with him. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Kellen Acosta as well throughout the tournament. Yeah. This was a big tournament for the U.S. to kind of see what they have and, and building towards these World Cup qualifiers and the World Cup itself. It's good momentum. I'm very, very happy with the direction the U.S. is headed. And at this point, we're on a 14-game unbeaten streak. All 15 now. All under Bruce Arena. Yeah. Um, It's good to 14. see this team respond after... After getting a new coach and just everything yeah. that's happened, they've they've responded with, uh, with solidarity and this mm-hmm. team looks really good right now. It's it's a very good thing for U.S. soccer right now.
2: I agree, and it's all it's all very young talent minus Bradley Dempsey and I guess maybe you could say um, maybe you could say Tim Howard. Sergi, well um, uh, Josie Outrider. Right? Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's a young team and it's exciting. I right don't through. say that. <laughs> I like where they're going. I hope Tim Howard stays in the net. He's got a, a leadership presence that nobody else can compare to. So, Tim kinda, Howard, what, what, what do to keep growing
1: that beard. Oh, uh, we already had this conversation. Tim <laughs> Howard's got to be old as fuck. Well. What do we decide? We, we, we looked at us like 34, 30. 37, somewhere in that range. Yeah. yeah. Old thirties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ballad's telling us we're running late, so we need to take a break real quick, and then we'll get into some good segments, some funny stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, we'll be right back after a little music with a little more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear. Do you feel the buzz or just me? Trust me. Something in the
1: air just above me. Something like a dream state. You call it a clean break. Do you feel the boss, Ben? Do you feel the buzz
2: Welcome back to the sports buzz? I'm your host, Benjamin Tullman. As always, the show is sponsored by Strange Land Brewers. Here for, Here for all, all the papers.
0: I don't know why he was in the show. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. we still got the
1: nightcap, but that's yeah. fine. He's just really thirsty over there. He Extremely is. thirsty. Have you been outside, it yeah. is like 100 degrees. If that's, that's right. only conservative side. Yeah. Today was, today was about 99. Car read 99 or whatever. just well. Just, it sounds like you need to get
2: your car throw adjust it. <laughs> Regardless, it's it's fucking hot. We get it. Um,
0: let's go. Some ahead and hot takes in. coming.
2: Hot takes coming. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our segments, Coach. Start it off.
0: Yeah, let's get into a little bit of you good with that. Got a couple scenarios here for you fellas. Yeah, let's see what you guys think hear about it. it. The uh, segment. By the way, this segment was
2: created by the Sports Buzz. Um, anybody who uses it please let us know Not to be confused hit us up on twitter if you see it on the four letter network or hear it on any radio show we started you go with that if you hear anybody else say it, we've got a patent we will get our, we'll get our
0: lawyers working right on that
2: yeah we got a team of lawyers still and our happy. accountant
0: yeah so uh, <laughs> so uh i'm gonna take you guys back to a, a little game six nlcs mm-hmm. circa 2003 yep Chicago Cubs looking at closing the NLCS to get to their first World Series in a long time, trying to end their drought. Uh, Things go a little awry late in the game. A foul ball was hit. Moises Alou chasing the ball. Gets real close to the wall. And inexplicably, some Chicago fan reaches out and messes it all up for Moises. Some
2: guy with headphones.
0: Uh, He's wearing headphones. He's getting beer thrown on him afterwards. Uh, We come to find out his name is Steve Bartman. He is a diehard Chicago Cubs fan who just happened to be at the worst place at the worst time and made the worst decision of his life. Uh, Well, last year, the Chicago Cubs ended their drought. They won a World Series in 2016 in seven games. Um, And as a courtesy, the Chicago Cubs have given Steve Bartman a World Series ring just to say that They've gotten no over it. Everything has moved on. Everything is okay. i got to ask you guys, are you guys good with a fan, uh, a, an infamous fan who is known for something that was detrimental to the team? Are you guys good with the team issuing a World Series ring for that? Spencer, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah, I'm absolutely good with this. I mean, I felt bad for the guy. You know, if any of us were sitting in that situation, a fly ball comes your way, you're not thinking, oh, he can jump up this 10... 10- 15 foot wall and make this play of course yeah i'm not gonna think of i'm not gonna touch it no we're all gonna go reach for the ball just like he did you know the guy's wearing headphones he's listening to the game he doesn't know any better we would have all done the same thing and i will say that the cubs gave him um a ring that was given to most staff members they didn't get he didn't get the huge one that all the players got i'm sure it doesn't have the same number of diamonds it's probably not as big but he still got one, nonetheless, and and I think it was cool because you at a certain point you have to face your so-called I guess uh, superstitions, you know the black cat, the goat, um, and then the Bartman play, and you have to you have to just accept it, you know it happened, um, and it's kind of like the Bill Buckner deal with your socks. Um, I, I'm good with it because you know they gave they, they forgave Buckner, they forgave Bartman. I'm okay with this. I love it. I think it's a good.
1: Gesture ballad, you go with this? I'll tell you what, I am definitely not good with this. I'm going to break this down on a few different levels. Amen. First coach, you mentioned that Steve Barman in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was in a great place. If you are in a <laughs> position to interfere with the game, it means you have great seats. Spencer, you bring up that he was wearing glasses, wearing headphones. Whose fault is that? Take the headphones off, watch the game with your real eyes, and maybe you don't have this sort of scenario. Beyond that, the Chicago Cubs. You guys mentioned that you know they're making an atone. You know now that some time has passed. If they really were going to forgive Steve Bartman, they should have done it a long time ago. Now it's just a PR stunt. They're trying to ride the wave of a championship and and get as much good PR out of it as possible. So I'm definitely not good with this. And I just made a comparison. Steve Bartman fucked up the Cubs. Steve Bannon, fucking up America. I see a comparison here. <laughs> Steve Bees. Don't name your kid, Steve. <laughs> Steve Bees, watch out. <laughs> hey, I gotta say, you I don't know how you couldn't be good with this,
2: man. They gave, finally forgave Buckner after almost 20 years. Yes. You can forgive,
0: but you never forget.
2: I'll never forget.
0: Fuck Steve Bartman. <laughs> <laughs> Our next you're good with that comes from the great state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> More specifically, Eagles camp in Philadelphia. The ballad oh. board over there yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is The ballot board is on fire. So this past week, a fan showed up, not of the Philadelphia sort, to Eagles camp. But a fan showed up wearing a number 88 Des Bryant jersey yeah, along baby. with a Dallas Cowboys hat. And he showed up to Eagles camp and was not well received. Um, at one point, the poor fan was told to leave or take the jersey off due to a team policy Uh, Come to find out, when the team was actually asked, it's not technically an official team policy, though it is considered to be common courtesy not to wear another team's jersey. I gotta say, Ballot, are you good with a team telling some invited fan that they can't wear what they want to wear to camp? I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely not good with this. This
1: might as well be an infringement on the First Amendment. Ever heard of it? Expressing speech... (laughs) through retail clothing, you should be able to do that. And by the way, Philadelphia, if it's not a rule and a common courtesy, you should list these common courtesies somewhere, or at least if you're going to invite players or people to come to your camp, why don't you tell them, hey, don't wear a Cowboys jersey, or are you too scared that some real Cowboy football fans are going to show up to your camp? I'm not good with it. Eagles suck. Spencer, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not good with this
2: at all. I hate Philadelphia. It's a joke. America's team were living in America last time I checked. I'm pretty sure the state of Pennsylvania is still in America. I don't know. Most Philadelphia fans probably shouldn't be here. But, hey, you know, if you're going to act like an asshole, maybe you deserve it. You know? Not the guy, but Philadelphia
1: fans. Get him out. I mean, maybe they should be kicked out for being assholes. Oh, by the way, I want to uh, preface everything I just said by I cover the state of Pennsylvania work, so if any fine... Businesses out there in Pennsylvania looking for mass notification software. Just disregard everything I just said.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and counter you guys on this one. I I am absolutely good with this. Uh, I don't want somebody coming to my camp, causing a ruckus, making a disturbance. This is about camp. It's training camp. Everybody wants to see their team, their players. There's no need to go and cause a disturbance like this. If somebody showed up in a Bills uniform at Patriots camp, I'd expect some back alley business to go down. Just beat the Maybe ass. not an Aaron, Aaron Hernandez style, <laughs> but something. The problem is that it was the
2: organization that told him to take it off, I mean, not so. just the other fans. Like, the other fans could have just whooped his ass, and he would have been just, you know, beat down. But the fact the organization was like, no, you can't come. You paid for all that equipment? You paid to get in here? No, you
0: can't come. Sorry. He was asked. He didn't bring a that. gun to camp. He wore a jersey. So, you know... Y'all, y'all want Giants and Eagles jerseys at y'all's camp? We'd we settle it like mm-hmm. men in mm-hmm. the parking lot. <laughs> oh, All
2: right, let's go. Let's go ahead and call the uh, call the moving company. We just had Major League Baseball trade deadline yesterday, um, and the Yankees are getting getting a lot on the on the pitching end. Um, what did you send me here, Addison Reed? Where did he go? Um...
0: The Red Sox. Red Sox.
2: Okay. He went to the Red Sox. New York oh, got
0: Sonny. Well, I know that... The Red Sox got Sonny Gray, correct? No, the Yankees got Sonny okay. Gray. Okay, that's what it is, yeah. Um, um, I believe Reed is a, a relief pitcher that boosted the bullpen for the Red Sox.
2: Uh, Addison, uh, yes. Red Sox got Addison Reed from the Mets. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Uh, for three minor league pitchers. Um. There's a tough race going on in the ALC East and it's it's back and forth from Boston to New York. And this is everything you want in that division and with those two teams with the rivalry they have. You know, both of them have gone on several long skids of, of wins and losses separately, but I think they're separated by a half a game or a game right now, so it's it's exciting. So to, to see Boston pick up Addison Reed and to see New York pick up Sonny Gray, it just adds to the rivalry a little bit. Red Sox GM Dave Dombrowski uh, said that the Yankees are now the Warriors after, uh, the Warriors of the MLB after picking up Sonny <laughs> Gray. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of really young talent on the bats. Um, you know, this is a big time pickup with Addison Reed. Are they the Warriors? No, they're not leading the MLB in, in wins, they're not leading the best record, they're barely in first place in their division, so I think it's uh, maybe a bit of throwing some shade, but I don't know, what do you think about the whole Red Sox Yankees both going out and getting pitchers, obviously preparing for playoffs?
0: Well this is big. Uh the, the Red Sox are gonna need some help in the pin and uh they got two of their relief pitchers making some uh some some minor league starts, uh rehab starts, uh, or rehab appearances. Yeah. Um and hopefully their bullpen gets a little bit healthier come playoff time. Um, But I I don't disagree, you know. I think the Yankees have kind of always been this team that they go out and buy talent because they can. Um, And much like the Warriors, they're just loaded with top-end talent. Um, Obviously, it's done a little bit differently. But I think this is the type of Yankee team that's been since like 2009. Uh, They go out, they buy big names who are hot and who have been hot in the bigs, not who are doing things in the minors. Um, And so I'm... Bravo, Dombrowski, because I I completely agree. I mean, I think that's the style of Yankee baseball. I mean, Cashman has of done a, a great job in that office. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna diss what they've been doing because sure. they go out and get good talent. Yeah, uh, it hasn't worked out for them, so I'm kind of hoping Sonny Gray doesn't work out for them as well.
2: Yeah, and, and now the Yankees mm-hmm. add Sonny Gray to to already solid rotation, and now they got they just picked up Jaime Garcia from the Twins over the weekend. Um, but they they added to the bullpen of Aroldis Chapman, David Robertson, um, Adam Warren. I mean, they they have a solid pen for sure. So and with young talent like Sheffield and um, Aaron Judge, uh, yeah, they're uh, Aaron Judge, Mike Judge, what's his name? Is Aaron it, Judge. It is yeah. Aaron Judge. Okay. Um, it's going
0: to be a fun race. The AL East is, is one of those it's the divisions. Tightest, it's that's,
2: the tightest one going on right now.
0: When it's the Red Sox and Yankees being good, it's a fun race of to course. watch from August into October. Nobody wants
2: to watch the Tampa Bay Rays play the Yankees in a series. It's exciting. Um, let's
1: be let's be clear. No one really wants to watch baseball once football season comes <laughs> up. So listeners, get your fix now. We're we're about done talking baseball until okay. I guess playoffs or well, so. So let, let's talk a little more while we're at it. Yeah, while we're
2: at it, go ahead and talk about uh, your boy from your Rangers. It was formerly of the Rangers, you Darvish Ballad. Go ahead and tell us um, about his move. Do you, I mean, do you know anything about this move at
1: all? Yeah, the Dodgers picked him up. They're in the run for. They have the, the best, best race. race. Best they race have the best record in the league. They're doing fine, <laughs> as I'm told. It, it, uh i mean you need that kind of power on the mound this the slate in the season you gotta you gotta line up so when you hit to the world series you got extra arms you know you need those aces those people to come in you can't just do it with closers my question so to you, you gotta have power in the bullpen and, and you darvish does
2: that for coach me. my question to you is this really a power move is you Darvish really worth what Everyone said he was. I mean, the Astros apparently wanted him, and the Dodgers wanted
0: him. Is he really that good? Because I haven't seen anything in two or three years. Uh, I think he's had a pretty down year so far, but I think the thing that you you look at with, you know, Kershaw leads the rotation. Of course. Hughes going to step in as their number three. Right. He doesn't have to have the crazy outstanding numbers that... That's fair. ...is probably put on his shoulders, Um, and I think that's great for the Dodgers. I think it's a brilliant move because... A, it takes a lot of pressure off of Darvish from the get go. And B, you add a one or two starter into your three slot in your rotation. That's great for playoff baseball. It makes all the difference in the world when you have guys like that and you can give time to your other starters when you need them, like Clayton Kershaw, and you need him to work extra innings. He'll be able to do that late in the season. I think it's huge for the Dodgers, especially after they just went 20 and 3 in July. Now the best record in baseball. They're making a push. They look real, real good. Well, right and now.
2: they're definitely one of the winners from the trade deadline. Um obviously the Yankees pick up a big time hit on on uh on Sonny Gray, but
1: um the the other thing about you Darvish, you mentioned he hasn't been having a great few years. He's been playing in Arlington, a hitters park. So, you know, moving out to somewhere else. And oh, he's been hurt a lot. I get that. Well oh, that too.
2: Um all right, okay. I guess that's enough trade talk. Bella doesn't want to talk much baseball, and we still got to talk one more baseball story here. Coach, what uh, what else we got?
0: We got a little bit of good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you.
1: Oh, good for you.
0: <laughs> we, oh, have, good for you. <laughs> we have five new flax <laughs> enshrined in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, I will go down the list in importance, I guess you could say, at least from the story that we got. Uh, But first, we'll start with Timothy Raines Sr., uh, also known as Rock. Um, He was a big Montreal Expos player uh, back in from basically all throughout the 80s. Uh, The entire 80s. And then along with that illustrious career, he was in Chicago uh, for the White Sox, uh, in New York with the Yankees, Oakland for a short time, Baltimore, and ended his career in Florida. Uh, In 2002, so a career spanning from 79 to 2002, that's commendable and and just big on all levels. That's a
2: baseball career right there, lasting almost 30 years.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... 23 years. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, Next on our list, a classic, I think someone that we all love. One
2: of my favorite players of all time.
0: Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Love Pudge. uh, A great catcher, uh, somebody I modeled my game when I was a young catcher playing baseball after... Uh, just a, a really influential person in baseball. I and, wore number and, seven in All Stars when I played catcher, just because
2: I was like, I want to be Pudge. Yeah,
0: I mean, he he's just <clears> someone that was good for the sport and uh, and brought a lot of youth into it. I mean, he was all about the kids and bringing them up in the game. Look, I think and it's I was great that he's obviously I'm not an a baseball
1: All-Star. fan, but growing up in Dallas, Fort Worth, I grew up a Rangers fan. This was the one player that I was like, yep, that's my guy. He's 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 my guy. Short little stubby guy. Short little stubby guy. With power a cannon. Arm, power arm off the back of the base, man. It was awesome. I love it. With a so cannon.
0: I, I'd figure you for more uh, Rafael Palmero, a little mustache. I did like that mustache. <laughs>
1: Everyone likes a good mustache ride.
0: Mustache and uh, steroids.
1: And if you don't, you never had one.
0: Uh, third <laughs> on our list is good old Alan Huber Seelig, also known as Bud. Good old Bud Seelig. Uh, great commissioner from 1992 through 2015. Uh, a really, really good commissioner for the league. Great to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Uh I mean I, I couldn't have been prouder for what Bud brought the MLB through. I mean, he went through the steroids era and he really went the strike. commissioned yeah, a lot of things. I mean he yeah. dealt with a lot in baseball and he really carried the the league through all the bad times uh and into some really good times as well.
1: So with that being said, I heard some takes from some other sports heads. I'm I'm just gonna you know, give give some of them, but Folks talk about that in the in the Hall of Fame, a lot of those steroid players, Barry Bonds, McGuire, so a whether or not they're gonna be allowed into the Hall of Fame and you know their careers, the commissioner during that time period, is him being added into the into the Hall of Fame somewhat controversial, or do people applaud him for getting them out of that time period? I don't know. For me as a, as an outsider, I'm I'm kind of torn
0: on it. I think that's the dichotomy and I think that there's those two sides. There's no really in between for that. Sure. And so Spencer what going to Yeah, you say? no,
2: I I think this is one of those one of those perfect questions and and everybody will I mean this we'll have to find out. But I love the I love the question because you look at guys like Bagwell and Pudge who may have been in question of maybe doing a couple shots of roids, but they're in. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were never caught, but there were definitely murmurs around the league of, you know, why are these guys, you know, they bulked up? How do they get so good? Um, but, you know, you're right. Only time will tell, and it's a perfect question to ask, and I think it's a very valid question that we just have to wait and see, honestly.
0: For someone like me who, who loves baseball, and it's obviously my first sport, I think Bud Seeley getting the Hall of Fame is great for it because yeah. I think for a commissioner, it's not about what happens, but it's about how you react. And I think Bud created a, a pretty decent system of trying to get steroids out of baseball and at least implementing good punishment for those who choose to take advantage of that. Harsh punishment. And it is a very, very harsh system. So I think it's about how you respond as a commissioner to the events that you're given. Uh, And I think throughout his career as commissioner, I think he did a very, very tremendously good job of being the commissioner of baseball. I
1: don't think we have this data on us, but I'd like to see if there's any commissioners who haven't made it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we can table effort. Of that would be very
0: interesting. Um, number four, I'll briefly touch on it, the general manager, uh, John Boland, Sherholtz Jr. Sherholtz, sure, John Ballard,
1: uh, my father? I'm pretty sure. That's <laughs> pretty close, though. It's pretty close. If Too I was bad. worse at reading and pronouncing names, maybe I'd get that wrong. <laughs>
0: but uh, here we are. And then, of course, the one I think that we all can agree is well-deserved, Jeffrey Robert Bagwell of the Houston Astros. He spent his whole... 14-year career from 91 to 2005 with the Astros. Uh, had an iconic batting stance. Oh, yeah. Hit moonshot after moonshot in Houston. Mm-hmm. And along with Craig Biggio, was just a staple of the Astros, yeah. even when they were a terrible team. Was a you rookie, had, yeah, You was had a rookie, to love those guys.
2: Rookie of the year and then won the NL MVP in 94 unanimously. So the guy just did it right. Um, he, he just... He was just a fun guy to watch. He just seemed like a down to earth dude. He's the reason yeah. I wore eye black.
0: Yeah, and
2: him and <laughs> him and BGO uh, were. You're right. They were the staples of the Astros throughout the '90s and early 2000s. And and that run they made to the World Series back in '04 was was really really exciting. Um, I'm I'm super happy for bags.
0: Yeah. So for those five guys, good for you.
1: Good for you. Good for you. All right, Ballard. What do we got next? Next, we got a little bit of money talks. Our boy, Odell Beckham Jr. from Who's the our, Giants. Whose boy is that? What, right. our so <laughs> boy. Our fuck boy, Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants, says that he should be the highest-paid play, uh, player in the NFL. Uh, he yeah. recently signed the richest NFL shoe deal with Nike in the offseason, $25 million, for those who are keeping track. And now he thinks he should be the highest-salary player in the NFL – citing that football has become more of a job, not something that I really love anymore. <laughs> um, then quit. I can't think of a worse case to make for being the highest-played player. Yeah. But, uh, Coach, why don't you give me your first thoughts on that?
0: Um, I mean, this kid likes to make noise. And, you know, for some people it works. For me, this is not what I like to see. This is not what I want coming out of my my team, Um, I mean, it's salary talk. Like, you're not talking about football. And that's what's embarrassing to me is that a lot of good guys, good talent, goes by the wayside, even though they love this game, because they may just not excel at something that someone else does. OBJ excels at a lot of things in his skill set, in his category, in his class of athlete. He is a tremendous athlete. He's He's incredible. He's a top 20 talent in the NFL period. But... I think this stuff is the kind of nonsense that distracts players. I think it becomes talking points for other people that it just shouldn't... It becomes a distraction for pe- for others. Not just himself, but for others within the team. And that is not good for your organization. It's a
2: distraction on all aspects, man. And this is why I it's miss... Just a flashy guy, This man. is why I miss guys like Calvin Johnson. Because Calvin Johnson was the highest paid receiver for a while when he was in. And he didn't do any of this bullshit all he did was play football and the money came beckham doesn't need to go out here and talk and this is why i just i miss guys like calvin johnson who just went out and played the game enjoyed it for what it is and got out while they
0: still had a chance to walk and i, I just think it's funny cuz you see teams like you know the the 90s cowboys and and The high powered steel curtain steelers. Yeah. They weren't about giving money to the players. It was about collectively taking the salaries to build the best team and win championships and rings. And you look at like the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Cowboys, they have those rings. Yes. They have made that statement with their jewelry. This guy has yet to do that. He wants to do it with his checkbook, and that's just, I mean, that's just so. Well, he wants to do it with his antics on the
2: sidelines, you know. I'm fighting the fucking kicking net. Dude, just play football. You know, you can be mad at yourself, but just play
1: the game and shut your mouth. This is setting up uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to get hurt this season. You just you can just <laughs> feel it happening. You sign a big shoe deal. You go demand to be the highest player in the NFL. Your focus is clearly not on the game. I'm, I'm going to put the over-under at, like, week seven. I got Odell going down, so... For our fantasy episode, keep that in mind. Okay. Well, hey, you know, at least he's at least he's got one thing going for him. He's not on the cover of bad this year. Yeah,
2: that's, that's your boy uh, Brady. Tommy B. Um, all right, let's get into one more story for the night. we got time to speculate. Um, I saw this story yesterday, and I had to send it in. There's an NFL investigator who is on the Ezekiel Elliott case, and she is a diehard Giants fan. And I don't know about you guys, but this sounds a little fishy. Because doesn't that seem like a conflict of interest when you have to play that team twice a year? And oh, I best, I did, like the biggest, the Cowboys like biggest their, their best football. player oh, on the team. Yeah. I mean, you know, why do you need somebody who's a Giants fan when they already beat us twice last year in the regular season? I mean, what you don't need extra help or extra fuel to the fire. Um, well, you always got some good speculations. Let's hear you speculate on this. And, and how did she get put in this uh, Lisa Mendelson friel a Giants fan? How did she get put in the, in the prosecution team?
1: So, what, well, she's a fan from New York, right? Well, huge, huge you know, Giants fan. Huge Giants fan. If I know anything from people from New York who have been appointed to important jobs recently... Hopefully she's not going to be here that long, you know, maybe 10 days, you know, if you could shout out Scaramucci. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how she got on this thing quote from her former boss. She's a rabid Giants fan. Like (laughs) that was my favorite part. I can't find a more unbiased person to oversee this case. I don't know what her involvement is. I don't know how much pool she has. But it's not
0: good for the Cowboys. She's technically one of the four advisors to the NFL dealing with, I guess it's what personal conduct is what the issue is because there haven't been charges brought against Zeke. Um, i, I got to say, man, that this vendetta that the NFL, and obviously this is talking about Zeke, but in yes. a larger scope, this vendetta that the NFL has had against player personal conduct, yes. is it's a witch hunt, and mm-hmm. they go after every Absolutely. little thing for anything that they can, and they wait for the court of public opinion to decide what they're going to do. This has been going on long enough. Let's get over it. That's Let a, the kid play. That's a perfect analogy. I love it. I mean, I, I, I got to say, there, there's there got to be some sort of black book vendetta list that Roger Goodell has, and he's just going after players. I mean, it's there's... There's nothing else. There, there can't be. I any guarantee other you. We should try. We should test our luck. We should test our
2: luck. Throw it out there on our sports buzz Twitter and see if we can, you know, tag a few big time names. Oh, uh, I heard that so and so had domestic violence, and see if the NFL picks it up. Just chase after him. I like it. They news. I don't care about people's NFL careers. They're NFL players. they will be fun. Um, we Just should try the Cowboys. It. Let's let's do it about uh, Odell. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, did y'all hear about Odell? I heard. I heard, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna test that theory. Roger um, Goodell's out to to kill the players in the NFL, uh, but we need to get in first impressions. We're running over time. Um, we got to talk about the NFL upcoming season. Oh man, Thursday is the first game of real football, whether it be preseason, regular season. It's football. I don't care. I don't care if it matters for nothing. Cowboys and Cardinals in the Hall of Fame game. Um, So we'll talk about that real quick before we get into our first impressions of the upcoming season. Zach uh, screwed that one up. I'll go ahead and drink for that. I know you don't care about the Cowboys. Balad and I do. So we'll talk real quickly about it. Um, Balad. what are you you hoping to see out of that game? Um, And then
1: I'll I'll, I'll give my opinions real quick. To be honest, I don't even know I'm going to watch it. This early in preseason. Are you kidding me? It's football. It is football. I I I what am I saying? I'm gonna watch it, but like I don't know if I'm looking for anything. It, 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 this first game is just like a, ah, it's football. It's back. Like, do I have to like look for things to watch, or can I just enjoy it? So you think, can but, I you just think? the starters play once it happen? Maybe. I don't think they play at all. Really? I, I was gonna say Arizona maybe. has
0: said that they're shutting down starters. They will not start any starters for the you, first preseason. Game. Do
1: you think? uh Jalen Smith. Will you know who I'm excited but, to see? I'm, I'm excited to see Jacoby.
0: I'm um, I'm pretty sure I said that Shadobi. I'm interested to see Chuck Taco Charlton I'm too uh, I am That's too. What I, I, the defensive line of Dallas is what I'm really interested yes. to see because this is where their death is and, and there's not a whole lot there there's going to be a lot asked to these guys so I am very interested to see that I am also very interested to see mm-hmm. Kellen Moore uh, he got injured last year very yep. early on so he wasn't able to really do anything broke,
2: broke the leg in training camp
0: yeah, so uh, I'm more interested to see the depth of Dallas more than anything, uh, especially Kellen Moore because and they
2: just hired, they just signed a new backup quarterback as well. So we'll, I mean, he'll probably
0: get the most PT, but Kellen Moore should get a good amount because I I think in all honesty, if it hadn't been if Kellen hadn't got hurt, it could have been Kellen last year for Dallas. It so. could have been. Um, that's it, scary. It's great for them to have two young, really good quarterbacks who are very different in style. Yeah. Um so I'm very interested to see the defense. Obviously they're else. a little different.
2: They throw from the other side of the <laughs> yeah. of the plate, but um yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the defense is what I'm looking for the most. some baseball. The yeah, do you guys catch that? <laughs> do you guys not catch that? I'm,
0: oh. <laughs> I'm gonna drink for it just because
2: he caught it, but you
1: like that yeah, dude. I did.
2: I'll drink for it too <laughs> Because he throws from the other side of the plate—that was obviously a different sports analogy, but whatever. Oh wait, because there's no plates in football. I got it. Hey, thanks for hey. joining. Thanks for joining the party. Hey. Um, but yes, coach, I, I am definitely looking forward to uh, the defense. I want to see the the depth we have at at secondary. You're right. Shadobi has looked very good in the the videos that I've seen in training camp. Um, I want to see. You know, how these young rookies look. And you're right, Taco is the big name, and I did see an article the other day that somebody projected him to be the defensive rookie of the year, which I think is a bit of a stretch, but I I would love to see it. I I would love to see it. And I you know, watching training camp, moving moving into what I'm looking forward to in the in the upcoming NFL season is obviously Jalen Smith for that defense. Mm -hmm. Um I've seen videos of him in pads working out with the team a couple plays a day. Um, he was at three three straight days of padded practices for the Cowboys. Jalen looks good. He looks like he's got his, I mean, obviously the kid's smart. He knows football. But to see him moving at the speed he's moving and the football intelligence to, to slide the line, hit the hole, and be there where the where the play is, it's got me so pumped. Ballot, I don't know if you've seen any of this from Jalen. He looks damn good, and mm-hmm. he is moving well better than anybody expected him to. I think he starts week one. I think he's on the field. He may not start, but I think he's on the field week one playing against the New York Giants. I love it. That's that's my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing Dak and what he can do in his sophomore year. I don't want to see a sophomore slump. Um, let's just go around the horn. Coach, give me, give me a couple of storylines. Obviously, your pats are a big deal to you, but... Anything else that you're looking forward to? Any of these rookies in the draft that were, were big-time names? You know, obviously the quarterbacks that came out. Anything you're looking forward to big-time for the NFL this year?
0: Uh, I'm really interested to see how the Houston Texans quarterback situation plays out. Oh, yeah. um, obviously, I've been a big proponent for uh, Deshaun Watson. Let him start, baby. Um, I, I think he will at least take over this team at some point, if not from I think the we can get. three. Um, but that'll be very interesting. Uh, also, Joey Bosa just went through his first training camp, and yeah. he is a beloved Charger to those fans, which I found very interesting for defensive rookie of the year. For as much as kind of the dramatics that he went through in, in negotiations last year. Um but for me, for my Pats, it's it's all about looking at that defense. That we revamped, uh got Franey over, it's a veteran talent. Yep. Stefan Gilmore came over in free agency, which is huge. Is that um, the one
2: that Edelman was fighting today?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh him and Edelman got into a little scrap and Hey you like to see that though in training camp. Yeah, I mean they're they're Gilmore's being physical, Edelman takes a little exception, like they get a little heated, boils over. I'm okay with that. I mean, obviously the Pats have a rule. If you fight you're out of practice, sure. But, but I think that that's okay for now. If this were later in the season, it'd be a huge problem. Sure. For now, and the it's good.
2: same same thing happened in Cowboys camp. Uh, Tyrone Crawford, D lineman, got into it with an offensive lineman, and he said it perfectly. You know, I was wrong. I'm a veteran on this team. I shouldn't have done it. But we're all grown men out here. You put grown men in pads and tell them to go at each other every single play. There's gonna be heated tension, and I love it. I think that that it works in training camp.
0: Obviously, once the season starts. It happened. It happened with uh, who was it? Cincinnati with Vontaze Burfict and uh, Gio Bernard, yeah. and then in Indianapolis. Well, T.Y. when they have the, Hilton. when they have the team on team practices, obviously there's going to be some of that. But I like
2: seeing it, you know, with your guys first, and then and then getting uh, to other teams. But valid let's let's hear your take on what what some of your first impressions are.
1: My first, I'm going to be looking a lot at just running backs in general and some of the storylines around them. Some of my favorites, Eddie Lacy still needs to weigh in, I think, (laughs) at least five more times. He had a weigh-in today. I've been scouring Twitter trying to find out if he made weight or not. No news has been posted. Adam Schefter hasn't brought that one yet. No news is good news, though. No news is good news, for sure. Um, Obviously, I want to see how Zeke does in his sophomore season. But outside of just my camp... I'm excited to see what Marshawn Lynch does as a Raider. I like role. it.
0: That's going to be huge.
1: God, like he took a whole season off. You know, he's now with a new team. I'm excited to see who he is behind that offensive line. Probably the second best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, Shout out to the Cowboys. I'd say
2: I'd say second best to be Tennessee, but they've been building it pretty well. Agree to disagree.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, and then we have Adrian Peterson with the New Orleans Saints now. An old guy, switching teams. Can't wait to see what that looks like. And then, I mean, Latavius Murphy took uh, Adrian Peterson's spot at the Vikings. So, And then we have a, a lot of really
0: exciting. Fresh, uh, Jamal Charles is in any place as well. Or is he in want My first instinct is to say me. Seattle,
1: but I don't think that's correct. Not the Chiefs. Um, while Spencer looks that up, we got a bunch of rookie running backs that are going to be exciting. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. I'm probably leaving someone off that list, but I think running backs are going to be the story of the Danger. NFL season, and it's it's going to be exciting to see kind of how the new players adjust the NFL, how old players adjust to new teams, and then, of course, if Eddie Lacy makes weight, and yeah. gets an um, extra three hundred grand. So Jamal Charles is in Denver. I was
2: wrong. Yeah, yeah so he didn't move too far from Kansas City. Um, I just watched a cool deal uh, E60 thing on him on Longhorn Network the other day, which was pretty cool about him and his his wife who they met at Texas, and then his cousin and the whole murder-suicide thing with his teammate. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all the rookies. I mean, that's the big deal. Uh, I, that's that's what I'm looking forward as far as preseason goes. Obviously, when the regular season starts, all I care about is that, that star. Obviously, all you care about, Coach, is the whatever the fuck that
0: – Rings, baby, okay. rings. Yeah.
2: Hey, five rings at five rings, but – your team has hey, I'm with just ex- one coach and one I'm program. excited
0: for fantasy football because that means I get to watch all 32 teams and give a shit about every game on <laughs> Sunday. That's right. This is true. All right. Shout we got
2: to get into our nightcap because we are running a few minutes over time. As always, the nightcap sponsored by Strange Dan Brewery.
0: A beer for any kitchen.
2: Shh. Okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, so, we'll talk about the recent UFC fight with... Good old Daniel Cormier and John Bones Jones. This has been one of those really weird rivalries where these guys absolutely, legitimately, to the grave, hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. They've only fought once. They were scheduled to fight another two times. But Cormier got hurt the second time. Or the I guess technically the first time after the first fight. Jones won the first fight. Then Cormier got hurt. In the second, before the first second fight, then John Bones Jones got hurt or suspended for the mm. juice. The juice. <laughs> they said baseball it was baseball stuff. They said it was a banned substance. It was not. It was not. It was, not, not, the, it was not the cocaine incident though. It was a different. Uh, yeah, thing. yeah. Um. So they finally had the, the rematch that we've all been waiting for because these guys have the best pressers. Where they literally fucking hate each other. And Cormier is a shorter, chubbier guy. Bones is a 6'4", 6'5", 200-pound dude who is just absolutely a freak athlete. Um, I didn't get to watch any of this fight. All the highlights I saw, Bones basically just used his length to keep Cormier away. And at one point, Cormier kind of snuck in and, and caught a little, a little right hook on Jones and threw him the Dikembe Mutombo finger. Not today. And Jones just threw his hands up in the air and smiled at him, looked at the crowd like, is this guy for real? And then he went to work and he set him up and got him on that I mean, his most dangerous weapon obviously is his his long ass arms and his long ass legs. He set Cormier up, caught him with a kick right in the fucking face. Cormier stumbled back, and then Jones just shoved just him and tri- him. just tripped him and then jumped on him and just started wailing. I mean, it was great. did Did you guys get to watch any of this fight live? Because I did not.
0: I didn't get to see it live, but I watched the recap. And I mean, once Cormier loses his footing, it's just Jones waiting, just peeking, just following him around, just yeah. like a lion, just waiting to take down the gazelle. I mean, it's it's impressive. It's what I love to see out of John's Bones Jones. That guy yeah. is a freak athlete. He's crazy. Um, And, I mean, he's what makes MMA and exciting. He,
2: and he looks like he's, you know, in all the recent interviews, he seems like he's grown up. Like, he's like, you know, yeah, I screwed up. You know, I did all this. And after this fight, I'll be able to go ahead and shake Daniel Cormier's hand and say thanks for thanks for the good rivalry. Yeah. And after the fight,
0: And they well, didn't have good words for each other separately after everything. Well, and
2: after the fight, Cormier was crying. And, and Joe Rogan apologized for interviewing him because Cormier was very upset at himself more than anything. And Cormier said, you know, I guess I can't really call it a rivalry anymore when, you know, we fought twice and I've lost twice. So it's not really a rivalry. He, he owns this, this fight. Um, and, then, and then Bones comes out, you know, maybe adrenaline was part of this, you know, heat of the moment. He calls out Brock Lesnar and says, hey, Brock, you want to get your ass kicked by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you? Meet me in the Octagon. Ballad, this kind of stems to you, and ties into you. Brock Lesnar is a collegiately awarded national champion wrestler, and John Bones Jones wants to fight Brock Lesnar, when Lesnar weighs, you know, almost 250 pounds, probably. Um, and now Lesnar's a real wrestler.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, I'll say they're both real wrestlers people don't know, or at least understand that John Jones is a very decorated wrestler as well. Really? Uh, we've been previewing and recapping the Fargo tournament. John Jones, a champion at that tournament. So um yeah, he's a he's a wrestler through and through. That's where he started. And he's already said he's gonna he wants to take Lester to the ground if they fight, which surprised me. Doesn't surprise me at all because John Jones is vicious on his feet, especially in takeout stance. As long as he's not underneath He's good. He'll work. Yeah. Um, well, he's got the link. The, the fat man uh, on top. So he's got, yeah, the fat man is gonna work. Jones
2: is what I'm thinking.
1: If he gets on top, but I just don't see it happening. I don't, I don't see Jones putting himself in a situation that um, that he finds himself there. Uh, going back to the fight though, it, what a fight! I mean, Komori looked or whatever his name is. in DC looked out of shape. I mean, he. He didn't look like he was in good shape. He always does. He's always that thick, though. At least standing next to the Bones, he didn't look like he was in good shape. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm super excited about the idea of Brock and Bones fighting. Um, Vegas already has Bones as a favorite. They've already got odds on it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So that tells you anything. It'll um, happen. Even minus 40 pounds. and. Well, Bones obviously will, he'll will put on Lift up to it. You, I mean, you can't put it on that amount of muscle in that short of a time. But he's going to be comfortable. He's not going to have to cut down to make and weight, which means he's going to have a lot of energy. I believe. I believe that in UFC
2: heavyweight, which is what Lesser would fight at, he would have to drop to at least two sixty. I believe is the max weight you can be in heavyweight. You cannot be like it's not like two sixty and up. I think it's two sixty and. To like 265 like you cannot go massive so maybe it's 240 i don't remember the exact number but um you know that's that's a story for another day that's jones wrestling as we watch uh oh, great, so long
0: He this is just is so yeah long.
2: they just can't reach him i mean that we're watching a video this is great radio of, of john bones jones as a wrestler was this high school or college this is uh high school okay um But yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up on that. I'm looking forward to seeing Bones back in the ring, and I'm glad that he was back there and did exactly what I wanted him to do. I'm a big fan of the guy. I I think he's good for the sport. And now that he's kind of calmed down and, and, you know, seems like a grown-up again. um, Should be fun. UFC's got do you. (laughs) Yeah, do you. Whether it be cocaine and hookers or just fighting. Um, But guys, it's been a good show. We had a lot. We were jam-packed from start to finish. We talked
0: soccer, which never happens. Um, this show could go down in the Hall of Fame of our show's It could history, be. could be sure. Hall of Fame. Podcast Hall of Fame right here. Yeah. <laughs> or
2: physically unable to podcast. You know.
0: Either way. One or the other.
2: <laughs> but hey, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, sticking it out.
1: Val, thanks for letting us go. Ten minutes over. Hey. Uh, with, with music, it'll be 15, so don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
0: He he doesn't Um, care because football's back. Football's
1: back! Yeah,
2: it is. And uh, we will definitely be uh, giving you our take on all of the football that comes in recent weeks. Stay tuned. Check it out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check out Strangeland Mountain Breeze Campground. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. For Coach, for Ballad, we're the Sports Buzz, and we are out! This party is officially over.